episode 11 of the Follow You Anywhere podcast, and we are here today to talk about diving deep into the Word of God. The music just stopped all of a sudden. Does it normally do that? Yeah, every time. Okay, every time. It just fades out. So getting used to it. This is only the 11th episode. That's right. But 11 episodes, that's, that's awesome. We are rocking and rolling and grooving towards... Episode 12, 13, 14. We're going to be at 20 before you even know it. Do we get like a star or sticker or something? I don't know. On episode 11? After we pass episode 10, isn't that like, uh, you remember when you were in elementary school and you got to pull the the cards and you got the stickers, the star and red card, green card. Did y'all do all that? Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea what that has to do with... uh, what, what, what am I talking about? Congratulations, oh, episode yeah, 11. Yeah, you yeah, get that's right, the sticker uh, yeah. for getting to episode 10. I don't that's know. Right. But uh, I was looking at the the information from the podcast, and I guess you get like, they give you stars or something. Yeah, like a little celebration, I guess. But I don't know what the next achievement is. But Opening a donut shop, I think. Ooh, let's go, everyone. <laughs> yes, yes. You yes. only need... 4,000 or 49,996 more signatures. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see and go back and see my check my list. But uh, yes, we're talking about diving deeper, digging deeper into God's Word. We're going to start a little mini-series over the next couple of weeks talking about uh, diving deeper into different aspects of our life and different relationships. So we're going to look at uh, diving deeper into God's Word into our prayer life, into relationships with others, and into the goal. relationships the swimming pool. with God. Oh, okay. But also, if we want to talk about diving deeper into your golf game, I mean, I'm all for that. Maybe on a different, like a bonus episode. Yeah, we don't want to dive deep but, into that. You know, I was thinking diving deep into the golf. You know, doing oh, some golf. I thought you said golf. No, golf. 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 Just say ocean. No, it's the goal. Ah, You're gonna get in trouble. I don't care. You can't. You can't call it the ah, ocean. Just, yeah, but see, you got there's me the dividing line. I thought you were talking about golf. We're I inside, love to play golf. We're inside the Gulf City limits. Yeah. Well, who cares? The Gulf Ocean limits. Yeah. Whatever. They can have their titles. The Gulf Ocean still line. Still the beach, and it's still the ocean. I'm anyway. just getting in the water. I'm hey. looking for fish. I don't care what it's called. Exactly. Um, but uh, so yeah, we're we're looking at diving deeper into those different aspects of our life, and so today is uh, we're talking about being in the Word and uh, and why that's important, how to do that better, and uh, and just practical tips on on what that looks like and and how that can be better, and that's something that we probably all need. Uh, life gets busy. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but life is busy, and uh, things are fast paced, and it always just seems like for a lot of people. On a regular basis, one of the first things that seems to go is their time in the Word, their quiet times. You know, just we'll just get to it later kind of mentality. And then later comes, and you're tired, and you're hungry, or you want to take a shower, or a bath, or you want to watch Netflix, or whatever, or you want to sleep, whatever it may be. And so later never comes to what you thought it would, and so... Um, hey, you know, there's a song there. Later Never Comes? If tomorrow I'm... never comes. Yeah, no, no. That's exactly how he sounds. I know, yeah. No, but uh, speaking of, you missed the karaoke. Oh, I know. Oh, I didn't miss it. Oh, yeah, you missed it. Oh, I didn't miss you, it. it. It's not the same. You got to be there live. 
It, it's one of those things where you've got it. Oh, look at that. Getting into it. You got the crowd going and everything. Great balls of fire. <laughs> oh, so I I mean, yes, would I have loved to have been there? Yes, but I, I will take this any day. Yeah, but you got it saved now. Oh, I've got and it. And we'll cherish it cherish as a memory. Memories. And never yes. use it in an inappropriate way. Uh-huh. Ever. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you have the one of me and David singing All My Exes Live in Texas? No. <laughs> and that's why I hang my hat in, in Tennessee. Tennessee. There you go. Yeah, see, look at you. You're a country music fan, Cam. I know. I mean, yes, I like certain country music. I feel like we all it always comes back to country music. I'm just a fan of music. Follow You Anywhere always comes back to country music. Follow you anywhere, wherever you lead. But I'm keeping my wife and my dog. Oh, in my, my house. goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> because that's the Lord's plan. Yes, something like that. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, karaoke, check. All my exes live in Texas, check. And the fun, funny thing is, is because I lived in Texas and in Louisiana. Probably the majority of my exes do live in Texas. Yeah, I, I've got some exes in Texas, but hey. Oh, uh, whoa. He said that quick. <laughs> he said, hey, I got some exes in Texas, and he was out the door. Hey, he was but, on to the next subject but, real fast. But seriously, We though, might have to dive deeper into that later. But seriously, though, you don't even know how we got to this. I don't. I know how we got to it. Because... <laughs> oh, gather yourself, Cam. You said that if we... <laughs> I don't know why this is so funny, but it's hilarious. He, he's laughing. He's laughing so hard. He's laughing so hard. He unplugged his headphones. Oh no! Got to get him back in there. Well, he, lost me there for a minute, and he's back. Uh, no. So the reason that we got onto this conversation is because you said what happens is you keep putting it off. Oh, that's right. And later never comes. Later never comes. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> later never comes. Okay. So in other words, don't put it off. Don't put off praying. Don't put it off reading the Word of God. All these things that we're talking about getting deeper into and diving deeper into, don't put it off. Uh, God gives you the opportunity to spend time with Him, to spend time with others, and uh, you need to take advantage of those opportunities and not spend all your time on Netflix or Facebook or Instagram or even watching ball games, mm-hmm. but man, football season, it rolls around every year. It does. Uh, except for last year. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of not as... It wasn't the same. Yeah, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. But, um, but it'll be year, back in full force this year. Yeah. But you still got to dive deep into the word, even in That's football right. season. That's right. And baseball season and basketball season. and Swim Netflix season. Season, all right. that. Yeah, it's important to spend time in the word every day. Absolutely. So, you, so, have, you, have you gathered yourself? Yeah, you I'm good. I'm back. Okay, yeah, right. I'm good. 
My eyes are still a little watery, but I'm good. Um, I wonder if everybody else is laughing as hard as we are. We're just having a good time by ourselves. Probably not. It's probably just, uh, they're, they're probably driving down the road confused, don't know why we're laughing as hard. But, you know, hey, it just, it's what, it happens, you know? And uh, if you can't have a good time, then you shouldn't have a time at all. There's country song in there somewhere, too, probably. I, I was thinking know. Green Day, the time of your life. <laughs> there we go. I don't know. But... So, See, I'm just a music fan. That's you, all it is. I'm just a music. I've got music references for everything. I know. I mean, we can go all day if you want. I can't wait until we get to our worship episode. Yeah. So, I mean, started from the bottom. Now we're here. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but speaking of that, and 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 starting, um, that's a great place to start. But so we're let's look at this from a just a very green aspect and go. Okay, so. There's plenty of people out there that have read the Bible front to back and those types of things, and they're they're doing it again, or they're doing it for the first time, or they're doing it for the thirty seventh time, or you know whatever those types of things. But let's let's talk from a practical standpoint. Um, if you're not on like a fifty two week reading plan, what what are some practical steps in your in your opinion and in, in your guidance to say, hey, I'm going to start reading the Word of God today, or when I wake up in the morning, first thing I'm going to start doing is I'm going to read the Word of God. Where should someone start? So we'll, we'll, we'll break this down into to, to three parts. Um, where should someone start if they have never read the Bible before? Um, and then where should someone start if I am a believer, but I'm very green? I'm very, I'm a young believer. And three, what should I dive into if I'm a um, strong believer, been reading the word, but I struggle with wanting to get in the word daily. So those are our three sections right now looking at where to start. So what are your thoughts on that? All right. So, uh, let's do them one at a time. So the first one is if you're just wanting to start reading the word Yep, for the first time, maybe the first time. Yeah. I think what happens is a lot of times when you start reading the book, you start where? At the very beginning. At the beginning of the book. And so a lot of people pick up the Bible. They want to read the Bible. They start in Genesis, mm-hmm. which is okay until you get to Leviticus, which is the third book. Yeah. And that's not what I would recommend starting with. And so if you start with Genesis and just start reading, I mean, Genesis has got some stuff where, okay, like there's some cool stories. Obviously, the creation stories there, knowing the ark, Cain and Abel, all that, you know, that early... Bible story stuff, some of the stuff that you learn in Sunday school as a child, that's there. But then there's some other kind of intense stuff that, you know, if you don't really understand the Abrahamic covenant and, you know, some of that stuff that's going on there, it gets into a little bit more complex theology and things like that. But then when you get into Leviticus, man, there's some weird stuff going on Yeah, Uh, when you talk about the... The moral, the ceremonial laws, and yeah. you know, just highlighting the sinfulness of man and the holiness of God by giving all of these rules and regulations, and then you start having people that say, "Well, the Bible says that you shouldn't do this." Well, yeah, you can't say that unless you also say you can't wear clothes woven of two different materials. You can't take it out of that section right. and argue it. Now, there are other sections, you know, that, that emphasize a lot of those things, but. Sure. That then you get into the well, how do you know what applies and what doesn't? And so you got to be careful about all of that. So I wouldn't start in Genesis. And you got to swim through all of the genealogies as There's well. There's a lot of genealogy, not yeah. as much as there is in like numbers. Right. I mean, there's a lot yeah. in numbers. But um, so I wouldn't start in Genesis. I would start with something probably a lot more practical. 
Um, I'm trying to think. James would be a good one. Man, James has got some really, really good wisdom in just dealing with the different aspects of living in this fallen world. Yeah. And uh, so I think James would be a good one to start with. Uh, of course, First uh, John, Second John. I mean, John talks a lot about uh, love and the importance of love and uh, dealing with others appropriately. And then, you know, if you really want to just read the Bible and kind of wrestle with some deep realities of life in terms of what really matters in life and, and kind of that pushing and challenging, pushing back on culture and challenging the American dream. Man, Ecclesiastes, that's heavy, but it's a good one to read and just consider because Solomon was the man. Like he had more money than everybody, he had more women than everybody, he had more wine than everybody, he was throwing the craziest parties, building vineyards and houses and mansions and all that stuff, you know, right. which is what the American dream is. Like if you yeah. have this stuff, you'll be happy. Yeah. And Solomon said with all of his wisdom and all of his wealth, he put all of his resources to the test to mm-hmm. see, can this stuff really make me happy? And in the end, he said, without Christ uh, or without you know, God, everything under the sun, he said, is, is, is vanity. Yeah. It's meaningless. And so those would be some of my go-tos. Uh, of course, there's a lot of wisdom in Proverbs, Mm -hmm. you know, so like if you wanted to kind of do an in-depth study in James or John, 1 John, um, and then maybe read a proverb a day or something, you could do that. Or if you know you need more of a quick study, read a proverb. If you want to go more in-depth, read a practical book like James. And so that's what I would suggest. I wouldn't go verse by verse starting with Genesis. Sure, sure. It's going to get weary pretty yeah. quick if you do that yeah so what about in that second phase what if i'm uh i'm a i'm a believer but i'm a young believer and i'm still getting my feet underneath me but i really want to feel you know feel like i need to get into the word and i feel like that's going to deepen my relationship with god where, where do i start then where what i do then is it kind of the same thing or or, or what yeah, are you your... I, I think it's going to be similar and um you know if you, it's one thing to just want to dive into the word and read the word and explore the word. Yeah. But if you're a believer, you've probably already got. I mean, you you have to have somewhat of a knowledge of the sure. word because, you know, the gospel is the message that you've now bought into and surrendered your life because of, and so you've got some understanding of what it means to be lost, what it means to be saved what it means to have a relationship with God through Christ. I mean, so you've got some of the basics at that point. Um, and so maybe you start a reading plan. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't start the reading plan that takes you from Genesis to Revelation. Right. I would start a reading plan that's a little bit more strategic sure. and, and starts you out with maybe... Um, maybe you start off in Acts and you learn about where the gospel first was proclaimed yeah. and how it went to the Jews and then the Gentiles. And you kind of uh, learn about the early church and what happened when uh, Jesus 
after he had uh, died on the cross and rose from the dead, how he sent the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit fell and, um, you know, started at Pentecost and how the church began and how the gospel spread and how we got to where we are today. So more of a looking back and seeing, okay, these are some really cool things that God did. And now that, that I'm saved, I'm a part of this movement that started way back. Um, yeah. I mean, before the foundation of the world, I mean, God knew the plan was Jesus. That was always plan A. There was no plan B. Sure. And as a child of God, he knew that you were going to be a part of that that uh, plan and you're going to be a part of the church. But as far as um, man's perspective goes, the church started in Acts. I mean, that's what Acts is, the the early yeah, church. church. And so kind of learning about where the church began from man's perspective and how it's grown to the point it is now. I mean, I've always enjoyed kind of considering what God did. Um, and, and so maybe starting off in Acts and then starting to read some of the epistles. And yeah. so what happens yeah. is you read through Acts, you get the narrative story of how the church began and was established. And um, then you start seeing some of the the letters and the theology that God was teaching the churches through Paul and reading some of the letters that he wrote while he was on his missionary journeys. Yeah. And uh, you, you start putting the pieces together. Um, and so that, that would be maybe taking it to the next level. Gotcha. Uh, or... If you wanted to, you could start in the Gospels, and you could start before the church began from man's perspective. Right. And just go through the whole you, narrative. You could just go through the whole narrative of Jesus yeah. coming to earth uh, to rescue man from the depravity of his sin. And you could read about the miracles that Jesus performed and the stories that Jesus taught. And then, of course, that narrative ends at the cross— um, but then it leads to the empty tomb, right. which is what gives us the hope that we have today that we worship a risen Savior. Yeah. Um, and then that leads into Acts. Right. And so maybe you start there, or maybe you, you know, the reason I say if you're already a believer, you probably start in Acts is because you probably know, you know a lot the of gospel that stuff. Story. You, yeah. you know. I mean, you at least know that Jesus came, lived a sinless life that you couldn't live, died a death that you deserve, and rose from the dead. Right. You have to. Yeah. Because if you don't understand that, you're not saved. That's what you, you, yeah. you, you that, I mean, that's what salvation is. Right. So you got to know that part. And so if you already know that part, then maybe jumping into Acts and kind of seeing where it goes from there. So the third part of that, um, I'm a seasoned believer. I've studied the Word of God. But sometimes I don't feel like it's um, it's it's just not something that I want to run to maybe you know or or I I read it I get good things out of it I'm reminded about how good God is There's things that I read that I haven't seen before and I'm like wow you know but I struggle with just wanting to come back to it because I go oh I've read Matthew you know like I've I've read this I've done this what. What's something I should do to maybe rekindle that fire? What's something? What, what are some books that might be intriguing? Something that you think would be a good launching pad, or just something to go? Hey, I need to get into this and diving deeper, but not something that is every Sunday school story I heard for the last you know however many years. 
Yeah, so are we talking about the listeners or are we talking about you personally? Because if we're talking about you personally, I'm going to tell you, I want you to go read the book of Daniel and read the book of Revelation and tell me how the two correlate, how the prophecies come together. There you go. No, the... the, the <laughs> Figure it out, Cam. The <laughs> listeners. The listeners. Um, Daniel is one of my favorite uh, stories and, and just like the strength and the the. St- like the wisdom and but the boldness that's told throughout Daniel. Phew. Yeah, should have been a life group yesterday. Yeah, talked a little bit about Nebuchadnezzar's <laughs> dream. You hey, skipped out. I tried. I tried to give you the. I tried to release you off the hook and get you in there. You didn't take it. Bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> we had company. Uh huh. We've, we've had a lot of company recently. Yeah. Yeah. Us too. For some reason, yeah. people want to come to the beach. I know I it's know. crazy. It's wild. But um, but anyway, so yes, back to but so um, that that is a good spot though. I mean, Daniel could be a great launching pad for people, especially with with the culture that we live in right yeah, now. Yeah, but, but, but what's something but, that you But you got to be careful about jumping into prophecy because man, there's there's a lot of really. Um, deep, profound, clear truths in the Word of God. Sure. And then there's some that are really hidden, hazy. Treasures. Yeah, that you could really chase a lot of rabbits on. Yeah. And I chase enough rabbits without that. So. Sure. <laughs> but now, having said that, I preached through Daniel and Revelation and uh, a lot of interesting things as I studied, but I've had a lot of education and a lot of theology training. Right. And... As I chased rabbits in my own study, I knew how to kind of draw myself back in. Sure. If if you're not comfortable with that, you could get lost in the clouds real quick, uh, diving deep into to prophecy. So, um, no, I would uh, I would recommend just probably one of the epistles. You know, it's a little bit more theologically in depth. Um, Definitely more uh, more doctrine and theology than say like a book like James or Proverbs that's very much practical wisdom and, and living, but uh, really exploring the the deep theological principles in the Word of God. Some of the rich theological treasures that that Paul writes about. Yeah. So maybe like um, man, Romans is uh, it's pretty good. It's deep. Um, it's real deep. You might not want to start with Romans. Actually. Sure. Let me take that one back. Let me reel that <laughs> one back in. Um, some of Romans early, early chapters, but then, you know, cha- Romans chapter eight is like, that's a mountaintop chapter in the word of God. But then guess what comes after Romans eight? Nine. <laughs> yeah, Romans 9, and then 10, and 11, and uh, man, it gets really deep. Second uh, Deuteronomy. You, yeah, <laughs> when you get into all that. So um, maybe some of the first uh, 1 through 8 of yep. Romans. But then Take like, a break, pit stop. Yeah, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians. I mean, Paul has a lot of really good, deep theological truths and some practical wisdom, but... James is like straight practical truths that you can apply to your life. And uh, those epistles, um, you know, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, things like that, there are practical truths, but there's some pretty rich theology in there as well. And so 
maybe uh, taking a look at those and not just reading them, but reading them with a, a purpose and an intent to uh, not just read to say, oh yeah, I read the words today, but really dive in, right? That's what we're talking about for the next several weeks, diving in deeper. And maybe, um, you know, you, you spend some time reading some commentaries. Uh, don't, don't use commentaries as a crutch, yep. but use some commentaries for things that you don't understand, get some different perspectives, really pay attention to not just what you're reading, but what it means yep. as you read it. So we're talking about the importance of God's Word and um, in, in different ways that we're diving deeper. So talk to me a little bit about um, as we're diving deeper into God's Word, um, why, why should I, like, what's, what's the point? Like if I'm saved and if I've got a relationship with God, like what's, what's the point? Why am I reading this? Why, why can't my pastor preach to me on Wednesdays and on Sundays and me get the word of God from there and that be enough? Well, do you eat one meal a day? Maybe. No, I don't think you do. I do don't, you, do I, you, not do me personally. Eat, do you no. eat one meal a week? Okay, definitely not. No. So, we eat multiple <laughs> Hashtag times. Keto. Yeah, <laughs> we eat multiple no. times a day. Yeah, uh, we eat multiple times a week, and multiple days a week. We eat multiple times during the day, and so um, if you can't survive physically on one meal per week, why would you survive spiritually on one meal per week? Mm-hmm. Like you should want to feed yourself the Word of God. And you should desire to grow in your knowledge and understanding of the I word. I feel like you stole that from somewhere. Something about like bread alone, and you know something. Yeah, it was it definitely it, it was definitely in a sermon I preached uh-huh. a couple weeks ago. That's the only place that I've ever heard it. Uh, country song. No, yeah, man cannot live by bread alone. Bread alone. Yeah, I, I preached that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, hmm. nobody else ever said it. No one. Oh. Yeah. Except Jesus. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I was uh, wondering how long it took. I, I thought I was going to have to leave the room so we didn't get struck down by lightning over here, the uh, copyright infringement. No, uh-uh. I would never. <laughs> I would never take credit for something that Jesus did. Uh, he used that against Satan when Satan tried to tempt him. Which is one of the next points I wanted to bring up. That's one of the reasons, too, that it is so valuable and important to know the Word of God, to have it be something that is at the forefront of your 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 brain, forefront of your thoughts, your knowledge, because when you too, just like just like with Satan, when Jesus was tempted, um, you Jesus uses scripture. Jesus does that and it is a defense and an attack back towards Satan, pushing him away um, by knowing what you know what scriptures say because that's what Satan's coming after. And that's the same thing that um, that we can do if you know the Word of God, but it only works if you know what you're talking about. Yeah, for sure. So you want to you want to study it each day because you can't live by one meal right. per week. Uh, you want to study it so you can be prepared to fight temptation and know uh, how the devil works and know what his strategies are, his schemes are, things like that. And then um, 
you just want to study it to get to know God better. Like that, I mean, that's what salvation is about. Having oh, a relationship. Man, you're jumping the gun, man. You're jumping my my ha- my weeks. Having a relationship <laughs> with God. Like, so this you is- mean the Word of God helps us get closer and a deeper relationship with God? Yeah, I mean, what? it wow. is the Word of God. Wow. He wrote it to us. He this wrote is, it to us. This is groundbreaking information. Like he speaks <laughs> to us through his word. Don't make me preach my sermon again. <laughs> no, I just I, preached it. I know. I, I just, I just say it. that. That's that is very true. I mean, in when and that's one reason why we're going to explore the next couple of weeks, diving deeper in relationships and also relationship with God because. That's that's so important. Like you can't know somebody, you can't have a relationship with somebody that you don't know. You can't be connected to someone that that you never talked to, that you don't have anything to do with, and and that is exactly why the word of God is so valuable and so important in our lives. And all too often, people just let it go by the wayside, you know. And 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 that's one of the reasons why I felt like this is a great practical conversation to have because this is important, you know. This is an important thing that a lot of people may carry around or keep on their bedside table, but they don't use it to the fullness of its goodness and to the fullness of its ability to, to draw you closer to the, the heart of the king of kings. Yeah. So um, jumping, jumping gears, flipping pages here a little bit. So asking another, you know, why should I question? So a lot of what we've talked about today, uh, New Testament, why should I care about the Old Testament? What's the point? Got well, the new, in with the new, out with the old. If I'm somebody that's, you know, diving into the Word of God, why do I care about the Old Testament? Yeah, so that was a really bad paraphrase of Second Corinthians 5.17, mm. and definitely not the right application. <laughs> uh, old things have the, passed away, oh, yeah. new things have come. That out is, with the old, in with the yeah, new, get it? Out with the Old Testament, about, in with uh, the new. Yeah, salvation. Definitely not talking about the Old Testament. That's um, what saying. But... So it's all part of the Word of God. Right. It's all part of the Holy Inspired Bible. It's not the New Testament Bible. It is the Holy Bible, yeah. which comes with the Old Testament and the New Testament. Now, there's some parts of the 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 Old Testament that are written directly towards, uh, written directly to the Jews, the Israelites. Like in context, there are some ceremonial laws that were for them culturally as a people. But all of the Old Testament points to Jesus, who was the fulfillment of all of the things prophesied about and foreshadowed in the Old Testament. So like you start at Genesis and you go all the way through Malachi and all of the Old Testament from beginning to end points to Jesus, to a Messiah that's coming. From the even from the very beginning in Genesis, there is a picture in Genesis one of the Trinity. Yeah. And the fall of mankind. We see a um proto evangelion is the, the theological term, but it's the first gospel. It's the the first foreshadowing or prophecy of the coming Messiah that is going to crush the head of Satan. Yeah. And so that was, like I said earlier, that was a plan from the very beginning. It wasn't like 
Genesis through Malachi, the Old Testament as we know it now, it's not like that was written and then God was like, oh man, I don't like that plan. I think I'm going to change it. Or, right. and, and it wasn't like, and, and some people see it this way, it wasn't like the God that wrote Genesis through Malachi wasn't the same God that wrote Matthew through Revelation. Yeah. It's, it's the same God. Yeah. The God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament. Uh, the God of the Bible is the God of the Bible, whether you're talking about Genesis or Revelation or anywhere in between, it's the same God. It's a different cultural context, different eras, different dispensations, but it's the same message. Yeah. And, and the message is centered in at the chief cornerstone. It's all about Jesus. Yeah. He he is the theme of the entire Bible, not just the New Testament. Right. It's just that in the New Testament, that mystery has been revealed. Right. And we know who he is. In yeah. the Old Testament, we don't know who he is. We just know that there is a Messiah that's coming, and that's who they place their faith and hope in. They just didn't know it was Jesus. Right. So we've talked about kind of starting points for different aspects, different you know, different people at different stages of their um, belief or walk with Christ or starting towards that. We've looked at what it looks like um, by knowing and caring about the Old Testament, the New Testament, and, and just the Bible in general. Let's look at... Um, just a very practical, but but this carries weight. Um, what type of translation should I read? Like what? Where should I? You know what? What should I be looking at? If I'm, you know, unfortunately you can't go to Lifeway anymore, but there are still stores you could go to Books a Million or Barnes and Noble, places like that, and look through Bibles. Because I don't like buying Bibles online. I want to be able to pick them up, go through them, you know, look and stuff like that, and. Um, I personally recently in the last year started reading the the CSB, um, the Christian Standard Bible, um, but have read, you know, and have different variations of, you know, NIV, ESV, different things like that. So if I'm a reader, um, for, for the listeners out there, if I'm, if I'm reading the Bible, what's a good, basically all-around translation for me to be reading, and and what do you preach out of? I I know the answer to this, but for our listeners, what what do you preach out of? Why and and what would you choose to read? Yeah, so um, I preach out of the New King James, and that's my favorite translation to preach out of. I, I think it's um, is accurate and understandable without all the these and thous and all the, the old language that we don't really use, um, it's probably best in terms of how closely it relates to the Greek and Hebrew. Now, if you want to get truly straight to what the original manuscript says, you got to do the Greek and Hebrew. If you don't understand Greek and Hebrew, you can't do that. And so right. then you got to pick a translation, right? Right. Um, and so that's that's why I preach out of the New King James. With that being said, for personal study, you probably wouldn't use the New King James unless you're preaching to yourself. Sure. You know, I don't think you're preaching to yourself. You're studying. So CSB is good. Um, 
you know, they're, uh, the, the big thing is you got to understand the difference between a translation and a paraphrase. Yeah. A paraphrase is not a translation. Like the message is a, a complete paraphrase. paraphrase. Yeah, complete paraphrase. But they say that, luckily. I mean, they, they say that yeah. that's what it is. But you got to understand that. Yeah, yeah, it's like a stretch. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, it's almost like whoever wrote the message was doing a podcast rather than writing the Bible because... Like there's there's some rabbits being chased in that paraphrase. I might have read the Rice Krispie treat in there one time, like the recipe. Might have. I don't know. Yeah, it's out there. It might be. It's out there. We were. I I uh, I was curious what the message paraphrase said um, on a passage of scripture that uh, uh, that was shared. I guess a couple of weeks ago at the RTM conference, so I looked it up. Hmm. And because he was asking for different translations, right? And so I was like, oh, I wonder what the uh, the message says. Yeah. And it was Paul writing to the church Colossae, and he said, you were not freeloaders. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think that's in the Greek. Probably not. <laughs> I, think, I, I think that's a paraphrase. Hey, yeah, you uh, never know. I mean, so uh, stuff like that. Um, I understand the difference between paraphrase and translations, but... Most of the translations, like, I, I mean, I'm not, I try not to be legalistic. Sure. I mean, there's some translations that eh, they might water it down a little bit, but for the most part, the actual message yeah. is not being changed. Now, I will say this, there's some people that are like, absolutely not. Yeah. King James is the only Bible. Like, yeah. they believe that when Jesus walked to the face of the earth. He used the King James Bible and sang out the Baptist hymnal. That's like right. that's their yeah. belief. Uh they're wrong. Yeah. The the Bible wasn't even written, first of all, right. when Jesus walked on the earth. And I can assure you he wasn't using the Baptist hymnal that wasn't written for another nineteen hundred years. So yeah, um, you know, we've got these weird thoughts in our mind of the way things should be. Sure. And we need to make sure that we're not getting caught up in that. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate out New King James. CSB is a good one. I know people that use ESV, yeah. ASV, so English Standard, American Standard, New American Standard. Um, what do you think about NIV? Mm, NIV, I mean, it's... Um, like, for a long time, the NIV was popping. Yeah, like, it's easy to understand. Uh, you know, I talk about... Um, Whenever I was talking about some translations, kind of water some stuff down, and maybe you lose some of the sure. uh, the intensity that needs to be there. I think sometimes uh, that's what happens with the NIV. But I don't think like the you're going to read the NIV and you're not going to get the gospel, right. or like you're going to be like theologically uh, a heretic right. by reading the NIV. Right. But um, yeah, I'd probably that that probably there wouldn't are be better, one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, but there are better options out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say I've really enjoyed the CSB, um, and uh, like I said, I've I've got an NIV, ESV, different versions like that, and and um, use some of them for different study purposes and going through different different translations to see exactly what others might say. Um, but I really have enjoyed the CSB, and and I would also encourage. This is a preference thing, but I love the red letters. Like I love seeing and knowing that it's Jesus, you know, talking. And so my encouragement would be if you get a translation, get a red letter translation, because I just something about the imagery that comes with reading it, knowing that it's Jesus talking. I mean, without it, you can figure it out, but just seeing it just like instantly opens up that correlation of 
hey, this is Jesus talking, you know? And so I, I, I like that. That's just a personal thing, but I think it's also really a great tool yeah, to, sure. to use and have. Um, and so, you know, as we wind down today... I, another thing I would say there is uh, when you're studying, like when, you're, when we're talking about diving deep into the Word, right. I wouldn't just get a Bible that's just Scripture. Yeah. I, I would get a good commentary Bible. Sure. Uh, and, and I talked about using some commentaries to dive deeper into the Word for things that you don't understand. But having a commentary Bible, if you get a good commentary Bible, then it's right there. So like, you don't have to go get a commentary. You don't have to read through. It's just really short, yeah. brief explanation. So you're reading the text. Man, I got a question about this. We'll just drop down just right below down. it. Yep. And, oh, okay, so here's that. And maybe something that you read, you're like, eh, I don't know about that. Then you can maybe go get some other sources. Sure. But if you get a good commentary you trust, a good commentary Bible, then it's right there as you study it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's great. And I, I use a commentary Bible for studying and stuff like that as well. Um, built in, like I said, typically when I'm studying, I've got like two or three Bibles out. And my D group reading Bible is my CSB, and that's the one I carry around with me the most. But so looking at this Do last... you use a commentary Bible when I'm preaching so you can fact check me? No, I use my CSB Bible. And then you blow me up no. afterwards. You're like, nope. No, this I, is not right. I don't do that because I, I read trust it. you. I, I read the commentator said, no, and I <laughs> believe them over my pastor. No, that's not that's not my game. Yeah, that's good. Um, so because we, I'm smarter than those commentators. Hey, you know I'm not. You know I'm, you know what a commentator is? Just a, sitting on the side of the road, just talking about something. It's just a commentator. <laughs> a, like potato, just a commentator. Just a commentator. Commentator. There you go. Um, now get you a good commentary. Never thought of it like that. But, just you know. get you a good commentary. But listen to your pastor. That's but true. Uh, you know, make sure that uh, your pastor's preaching the word. And 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 there are times where we're human. Like sometimes sure. someone's going to say something wrong, and and it's not the end of the world. But it is okay. Like you know, and but that's why you want to be in the word. That's why you want to be sound in what you know and what you believe as well. Yeah. Um. So, but as we start to wind this down, as as we get ready to to land the plane. Talking about diving into the Word, looking at um, making it a priority and being something that we do, you know, like our D groups here at Emmanuel and a lot of other places have D groups and stuff as well or similar small group type of things where you've got a Bible reading plan. You're reading verses each day, each week. Um, But if I don't necessarily have that um, or I want to go beyond that, what is... um, where should I start? How should I do it in the sense of, should I do it when I wake up? Should I do it at lunch? Should I do it when I go to sleep? Is there any rhyme or reason? Is there a right algorithm? Or is it just what works for me? Yeah, so there's not any instruction in the the Word that tells us you have to do it a certain way. Uh, we do see a lot of examples in Scripture of it taking place in the morning. And so... You know, practically, I think it's great if you could do it in the morning because what better way to start your day than to dive into the Word of God and and to start it off on that positive note. But, um, you know, I I don't think there's anything wrong if you want to do it on your lunch break, if you want to do it at night before you go to bed. The the point is, uh, and the most important thing is, just do it. Right. Regardless of what time, just do it. Um, And... uh, 
you know, I think the the key is, you know, you need to get into a rhythm. Yeah. Whether they're your rhythms in the morning, your rhythms at lunch, your rhythms at night, you, you need to get in a rhythm. You need to get make it a habit and do it consistently. Because if you do it in the morning one day and then you do it at lunch another and you do it at night another, you're just all over the place and that doesn't bode well for consistency in the word. And you want to be consistent. So I, I would try to work on finding a time that works every day where you can do it consistently each day. Yeah. So as we you know, said earlier, we're diving into this series on diving deeper, looking at what it's going to look like to um, better ourselves as we follow God wherever He leads us. But in, in the place that we are, while we're leading God, we want to follow Him at, at the most efficient, the best way that we can, drawing closer to Him. And, uh, and so looking at in the Word today, next week we're looking at diving deeper in our prayer life. And I got a feeling a lot of that's going to correlate to a very similar pattern as our our Bible reading time, our time in the Word, and our time in prayer. Um, but uh, but I'm really excited about this little mini series that we're doing. I hope that it challenges us. You know that not only does it challenge you as the listener, but that it challenges Jeremy and me, and that we're both willing to step out and to to dive deeper and to be better. And uh, just to pursue the heart of Jesus even more, um, because it is it, it just it's the best gift we've ever been given, and drawing closer to it uh, is so important and so vital. So we hope that you will uh, join us next week as we continue to look hey, wait, at wait, wait, wait. diving deeper. Wait, wait, wait! Before we close oh, out, I, oh. I need to say one other thing. Skirt. All right, yeah. Slow on, on the, the brakes. brakes. Oh, you know what song I just thought about? Oh, when you said that, <laughs> you remember the song? Oh, what's it called? Uh. I can't remember what it but he goes, skirt on 22s. I have no idea. No, I've got to look it up now. Uh, that was back in the high school days. Uh, that's definitely not country. No. Or rock or Christian. <laughs> it might be Cash Money Millionaire. So hey, there you is. go. Uh, Lil Wayne. But anyway, uh, so that was back in the high school days. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So one thing that I would encourage people to do when they study the Word of God is, you know, we talked about not just reading it to read it and not just paying attention to what you're reading, but paying attention to what it means. And so some things that I would just challenge our listeners to consider is, one, what's the context? Like who's writing? Who are they writing to? What's the culture like? What's the environment? And then as they study the passage of Scripture, Pay attention to the words, you know, pay attention to the verbs, mm-hmm. pay attention to the sentence structure. And so, like, for instance, if they say, if Paul says, therefore, you know, what, what do you what do you conclude? Well, he's tying what he's getting ready to say into something else. And right. so pay attention to those conjunctions, those connecting points where he connects one thought of a sentence to another thought in the sentence and you know, really focus in on the language, you know, pay attention to those key words, pay attention to what's being illustrated. And if you don't know a word, look it up, look it up and see what the word means and consider, okay, what, what does this, not, not only what does it mean and what does the sentence say, but how does this apply to my life? Like, okay, he's, so Paul, 
his writing to the church of Philippi. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm obviously not in the church of Philippi. Sure. But Paul's writing from a jail cell. He's writing in prison. Well, I'm not in prison, but I go through hardship. Right. I've faced trials and tribulations. I've been in spots that are uncomfortable. You know, Paul's writing to a church and he's talking about being selfless. He's talking about uh, making the gospel the main thing. And so as he writes these things, think about not just what the words say, but but how the words are used, what the sentence structure looks like, what's being said, and then how does this apply to my life situation? Yeah. And uh, I think that's important as you study the word and as you really dive deep into the sentence structure, the keywords, the verbs, the conjunctions, like all the, the language, and you realize that everything is inspired about the Word of God, not just the stories, yeah. not, not just the chapters, but each word, each sentence, each connection. I mean, it's all inspired, and it, it all has purpose. Yeah, and it's intentional. You consider the, the deep, intentionality mm-hmm. in the Word of God, yeah. then you really start seeing Scripture in a whole new light. Yeah, so absolutely. Well, so start that, jump on it, get on it, dive deeper this week, and, uh, and, and just challenge yourself. Push yourself, make it a priority, go and search out the Word of God. There's so many treasures in there for you. It will allow you to have better days, live stronger faith, and it will just it's going to open up a whole new relationship in your walk with the Lord. So we challenge you to do that. We'll talk about prayer next week. Hey, I've got a song. Uh. So <laughs> we're talking about diving deep, and I just thought about this song. And so we were talking about how everything's got a, a musical like uh, reference yeah. that goes with it. Hold on. i got to play this song. Go ahead and finish your, go ahead and finish your closing thoughts because I, I've got to play this song because it keeps coming to my mind right now and it's not country and it's not Lil Wayne or anything like that but it's uh, it it goes with diving in and it's going to take you back now go ahead it's, it's going to take you back to the younger days the younger Cam days when oh, no. Cam was just a fan of the boy bands oh no alright let me see if I can pull it up here this is follow you anywhere we'll see you here next we go. time here we go let's see if I can I'm drowning. Who is that, Cam? I'm drowning. It looks like like the Backstreet Boys. It is the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> drowning in your love. Not really. Well, I guess we could be drowning in the love of God as we dive deep into the Word. See what I did there? That's episode 11 oh, of Follow You Anywhere. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time as we dive deep into... God's love. God's love. (laughs)